0: Welcome to Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we're going to be into the the Old Testament. Excuse me, the Old Testament. And we will first be in Isaiah chapter 59. And the title for that section is Sin, Confession, and Redemption. And then after that, we're going into staying with Isaiah, the Old Testament, chapter 23, and the title for that one is The Coming of Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ Foretold. I think you will find this very interesting and fascinating. Okay, so let's begin with Isaiah chapter 59, and the verses we'll be reading is 1 through 21. Let's begin. Verse 1 of chapter 59 of Isaiah. And we'll be reading the NIV New International Version. Surely the armor of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sons have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. Verse 3. For your hands are stained with blood, your fingers with guilt, your lips have spoken falsely, and your tongue mutters wicked things. So let's stop right there on verse three. So basically, this section will we'll be talking about our sins. You know, and this was the old and new testament. You know, uh, people saying they always have that's been the problem since Adam and Eve. When they sin, when they broke God's commandment, first Eve, then Adam, and then God had to remove them from um, the Garden of Eden that had everything you needed because of their um, uh, because of their disobedience, and therefore they had severe consequences. And while we're on the subject of Adam and Eve the consequences for eating that one tree that God left in there and he said don't touch, you know. Um, When they did and ate the fruit of it, he said that the consequences to Eve would be she would have to bear children and have pain and then for Adam that he would always have to have sweat from his brow from working hard and for toiling and everything and you know for toiling in the ground and, and growing things whatever because of their disobedience and then also that it wouldn't li- that their the current bodies they had would not live forever that their bodies that they had the physical body would die but of course you know your soul lives on the spirit and soul lives on so let's continue in verse four of isaiah chapter 59 the NIV the international version. Verse four, no one calls for justice. No one pleads a case with integrity. They rely on empty arguments. They utter lies. They conceive trouble and give birth to evil. Verse five, they hatch the eggs of vipers and, and spin a spider's web. Whoever eats their eggs will die. And when one is broken, an adder is hatched. So stop there for a minute. So. It, what it's saying is it's just like a snake, like a poisonous snake. Uh, in the Bible, uh, they they call the snakes their vipers, which means snakes, just another word for a snake. And when they lay eggs and they have eggs, that means there's more, more poisonous snakes. And what they're saying here is that sin creates more of this poisonous behavior and uh, sin, which is poison, which kills our our not only our body but it will kill your soul forever and you'll be damned in hell i don't care what people say they can believe there's they don't believe in hell well you can try that with gravity you can believe oh there's no gravity you jump off a building do you know what's going to happen you go splatter at the at the bottom of it so you got to hit that pavement one way or another if you jump jumping off a building So it's the same thing You cannot believe that there's a hell But the Bible says it is And this is God's word And they've been trying to destroy the Bible From day one Or destroy God's words from day one Um, The Bibles are actually like writings That have been put together in a book form Um, Because before they wrote on uh, like parchment That you can roll up uh, scrolls And to make it convenient They put it in book form so we have it fairly easy today. But uh, but Satan has been trying to destroy God's words for years. And it's not happening because God is God and he is not. In fact, Satan's end um, will be coming soon. But in the end, I mean, he's already been defeated. You know, God's already defeated him. You can't fight against God and not be defeated. And um, so there's going to come a time... When that's it, it's going to be no more, you know? Or when we die, if we are Christian believers who have realized we sinned against God, broke God's moral law the Ten Commandments, and repented, asked God for forgiveness, and put our trust in Christ alone, then when we die, we'll be in heaven, and we won't have to worry about what's on this world right now. Okay, so let's continue. verse 6 their their cobwebs are useless for clothing they cannot cover themselves with what they make their deeds are evil deeds and acts of violence are in their hands verse 7 their feet rush into sin they are swift to shed innocent blood they pursue evil schemes acts of violence mark their ways don't that sound like today and every sin has been around since since all this happened, since we, the world were created, and um, Adam and Eve um, disobeyed God, and this, been only you know, just getting worse as we go along. So nothing's changed. Look around. <clears throat> Verse eight: The way of peace they do not know. There is no justice in their paths. They have turned them into crooked roads. No one who walks along them will know peace. Verse nine, so justice is far from us and righteousness does not reach us. We look for light, but all is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in deep shadows. Verse 10, like the blind, we grope along the wall, feeling our way like people without eyes. At midday, we stumble as if it were twilight. Among the strong, we are like the dead. And what it's saying is sin, our own sins our own disobedience or whatever makes us blind to the right things of God the righteousness of God God's ways that work instead we choose to be blind and go our own way that always leads to death and destruction okay verse 11 we all growl like bears we moan mournfully like doves we look for justice but find none for deliverance but it is far away Verse 12, for our offenses are many in your sight. That means we're offending God in His sight. And our sins testify against us. Our offenses are even, are ever with us. And we acknowledge our iniquities. And it's saying there that that we're acknowledging our sins and our disobedience. Verse 13, rebellion and treachery against the Lord, turning our backs on our God, inciting revolt and oppression, uttering lies our hearts have conceived. So when you go in these like especially in America when they're having all these riots and burning and killing and you know stealing and and all this stuff that's what it's talking about not just here it's all over the world but this is that's why that's why um it is said that we are depraved man mankind is depraved and once you start going that direction your mind just gets so corrupt. You don't even know right and wrong from anymore. You know, it's like when people try to to change normal speech, or they tell you don't 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 believe what your eyes see. Just believe what I tell you. That kind of thing. It's nothing but pure unadulterated sin. Pure sin. Horrific sin from depraved people. We are all depraved. That's why we need god we need jesus christ the son of the living god god manifested in the flesh i mean god in the flesh came down to do this god's only son but remember the trinity god the father god the son and god the holy spirit but it's three separate but still all one i know it's hard to get your mind wrapped around that but just look at the son the son you have the whole son itself right that would be like god then you have the son of god that would be the light and then the heat is what you feel that would be like the spirit because you feel the spirit the bright light that shines of god's glory or the light that we see when when we understand that we're sinners and we come to christ is is the Son. Then the whole thing together is God the Father. So God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Just ask God to show you and he will. He will reveal it to you. Okay, let's continue. Um, Verse 14. So justice is driven back and righteousness stands at a distance. Truth has stumbled in the streets. Honesty cannot enter. Verse 15 is uh, truth is nowhere to be found, and whoever shuns evil becomes a prey. So, where it says in verse 13, I mean, verse 15 of Isaiah chapter 59, truth is nowhere to be found. It's pretty much what we're experiencing right now in this sinful world. But the truth is God, and the Bible has truth that's where you find truth, is in God. And everybody's running around everything and everybody, and, and they're, you can go on like YouTube or whatever, and all the different media platforms, Facebook, you name it, and you'll have ads there for everybody's got the solution to everything, when they really don't. And the solution is God, that is the solution. If you wanna live forever, it's Jesus Christ. I mean, this physical body will die, but your your spirit and soul is gonna live forever. That's it, man. Okay, let's continue. Let me just say say this. Let me make a comment. That here at Bible Education Institute, I'm going to teach you the truth in plain and simple language because I'm a plain and simple person. Right? I've done my studying and took courses and all this kind of stuff. You know? And I've been at this for... Uh, since 1980 when I first got saved and been studying ever since so it's been a lot of years man, you know But I'm gonna you straight, you know, I'm not gonna give you You know I, Yes, I could talk, you know uh, With some education whatever but I choose to just keep it very simple because I, I like to learn simple, you know, I, I, I Don't need all this You know stuff to make myself look good and stuff. No, that's not the whole point is to just teach God's word simply and effectively, that's all I'm trying to do. Fantastic. Okay, let's continue. Um, okay, after uh, let's go to 16, he saw that there was no one, he was appalled that there were no one to intervene. So, his own arm achieved salvation for him, and his own righteousness sustained him. Verse 17, he put on righteousness as his breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance and wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. Verse 18. According to what they have done, so will he repay. He's talking about God will repay the sin. And that's not good. If you haven't received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that means um, get serious with God and and, that's got, and realize that you've broken God's laws The Ten Commandments it's Lying We've all done that lying You know Taking something that's not yours or borrowing, and never bring it back It's, it's stealing You know and there's ten of these right Looking at another person with lust According to Jesus You commit adultery in your heart If you hate someone According to Jesus you, If you hate it in your heart You've already committed Murder in your heart So See, remember, God's standards are so high, and our standards are so low, we accept everything. God does not. you got to go His way, not our way, or any other way. There's only one way. And you feel that there's many ways to God. Nope, there's only one way to God. And that's His way, period, in a conversation. You can take it or leave it. I'm telling you the truth, because I'm trying to help you. You know, I'm trying to help you see the light, because I don't want you to go to hell. I want you to go to heaven, and I want you to live for Christ now. You know, it may be hard or whatever, but it'd be worth it in the end. And within yourself, you have freedom and joy and peace, and you don't have fear. Because, you know, when you die, whether you die of old age or something happens to you, you get murdered or whatever, you know where you're going. You know, So, therefore, the sting of death is gone. Okay, let's continue. Verse 18, drop down. and uh, uh, Oh, well, let's just go back to 18. Uh-huh. According to what they have done, so will he repay wrath to his enemies and retribution to his foes. He will repay the islands their due. Verse 19, from the west, people will fear the name of the Lord and from the rising of the sun, they will revere his glory for he will come like a pent up flood that the breath of the Lord drives along. And verse 20, the redeemer will come to Zion and that's jesus to the savior to those in jacob who repent of their sins declares the lord god himself will come the redeemer jesus his son verse 21 21 as for me this is my covenant with them says the lord my spirit who is on you will now not depart from you And my words that I have put in your mouth will always be on your lips, on the lips of your children and on the lips of their descendants from this time on and forever, says the Lord. So this is Isaiah giving what God told him to tell whoever he's talking to. Okay, now let's move on over. Let's move on over to Isaiah chapter 53. And you're going to find this really fantastic. And this is the the coming of of Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ foretold. That's Isaiah chapter 53 and reading in the New International Version. Let's continue. Starting at chapter 53, verse 1. And we'll be going all the way to verse 12. and stopping there. Who has believed our message and to whom has the armor of the Lord been revealed? Verse 2. He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of a dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. Verse 3, He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Verse 4, Surely, he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. Verse 5, By he, oh, But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. And now that's talking about spiritually in our souls. You know, you have these people that they do the name and claim it thing, You know And they want to tell God what to do And they say that's You know be healed in your finances And all like that No It has nothing to do with that It's about your salvation Verse 6 We all like sheep have gone astray Each of us has turned to our own way And the Lord has laid on him The iniquity of us all Or the sins Our sins on him Verse 7 He was opposed and afflicted yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shearers, so silent, so he did not open his mouth. Verse eight, by oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. Now this is Isaiah telling what God's, told him about the foretelling of the redeemer of uh, the son of god and that's jesus christ that's who's going to save our souls verse nine he was assigned a grave with a, the wicked and with the rich in his death though he had done no violence nor was any deceit in his mouth verse 10 yet it was the lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer and though the lord makes his life and offering, oh, and, and though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and he will, of the Lord, will prosper in his hand. Verse 11, After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied by his knowledge. My righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. That means Jesus came to take her sins. Verse 12, Therefore I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors, or the the sinful people, because he bore our sins, for he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Isn't it good to know that God loves us so much that he made a way and he sent his son, Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, to come and preach the gospel, which means good news, and the new covenant, because we were in the old covenant. And the Old Testament is the old covenant, and the New Testament is the new covenant, right? So the Old Testament, they're waiting for Jesus, and the New Testament, he comes. And he, his whole mission was to, to preach for three and a half years, and then uh, to be found, and then to let the sinners, you know, get a hold of them. I mean, the religious leaders that were evil and wicked, and they put him to death because they were jealous. And um, which God already knew all that, and that was the plan. So to go and to be um, beaten and whipped, and then put on the cross, which is a horrible way to go, because they put you there. They they nail your your hands and feet to that wood that's, That then they put you up and then they put you where you have to stand up to breathe. So it's very difficult and as the, the time goes by, you get weaker, weaker till you suffocate with all that pain. It's pretty bad. And he did all that so that we could now come believing from that time when he died and then rose the third day. He rose from the dead. Which no other religion... Um, says that. Do you know all these people claiming to be the right way and all this stuff? No, it's only the the Christian way. Christian means followers of Christ. His way is the only way. Now now have you been here so you got the Old Testament now and I've been reading in the New Testament for a long time. So there's no way to deny it. You can deny it. But the facts are there. Okay. So let me give you some salvation scriptures, man. Okay. Luke chapter five, verse thirty-two says, and this is the King James version, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance, as Jesus speaking. Mark chapter one verse fifteen, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Acts chapter seventeen, verse thirty. In the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repentance. Men and women, when it says man, it's talking about men and women, because remember, God made it to where man is the head and the woman is subservient to the man. But in a godly, righteous way. Don't matter what you like or don't like, that's how it's supposed to be. And and when our when people refuse to go by that you throw off everything because God made it that way and it works that way. The only way it will work. And it doesn't matter what you want. You keep going down sin, but sin is full of confusion and destruction. And God says he's not the author of confusion. You know? hey man, I mean, it's just, this is good, loving truth, but people don't like it because it's truth. And it pricks your heart when you hear it. You know? Because right away we want to... Um, we want to defend ourselves, you know, and have self righteousness and stuff because we don't want to humble ourselves. And, and the Bible says we have to humble ourselves before God. Salvation scripture Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in the heart that carries from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For the heart, man believe with all the righteousness, and with the mouth, confessed the made salvation. Um, Romans chapter 13, King James Version, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And remember, we've all, let me go through the Ten Commandments just to show you that we're all, we all are guilty and have broken God's moral law. The moral law is also known as the Ten Commandments. You know, let me just go over three of them. Have you ever Looked at another person with lust. According to Jesus, you've already committed adultery in your heart already. And one of the commandments is um, the seventh commandment says, "You shall not commit adultery." Have you ever took anything or borrowed something you didn't bring back, or you just took a paper clip or pen, Don't matter how much it's worth, it's stealing. And the eighth commandment says, "You shall not steal." Have you ever lied? We all have lied. If you go be honest with yourself and get real, that's the ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witness, which means do not lie. And we can go on and on. See, that's God's, God's standards are way high and ours is way low. And that's why we need Christ. So if you listen to this and it's break your heart, get serious with God and say, God, I come to you right now. You know, I, I, I've broken your moral law, the Ten Commandments, I'm guilty. I'm on my way to hell. I, 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 I need a savior. So I so I put my trust in you, Jesus, and I asked to have mercy upon my wretched soul. And you and then from now on I get you get a Bible you can understand. The NIV is good. Not all the new versions are great, but the NIV is good. You know, the ESV, the English Standard Version, I started with the only one I could find at the time, years ago, which was the Living Bible, and it's good. It helped me. And then, you know, down the road, you know, as you learn the Bible and stuff, you can can get into the King James. They even have the New King James, too. But the actual King James is not bad. It's just, you know, knowing what it means. But but at the beginning, if you're new to this, just stay with the new, uh, the modern one. But stay with those that I mentioned, Uh, because there's a lot of them that's not good. It's more of a literary reading, you know like the message i wouldn't suggest you read that that's more of a you know it's just like somebody writing but it's not completely accurate and there's some other ones too you got to be real careful with another one that's good is the uh uh the the new living translation that nlt that's pretty good too but i would suggest the niv or the english standard versions those are real good You know, and I would suggest you stay with that, really. Alrighty. So, you know what to do, so do it. Get it done, man. Get serious with God and start, get your Bible, start reading. I would suggest you read, go in the New Testament first and read the book of John. It gives you the basics. Then go through the New Testament, read all that, and then start in the Old, from the beginning to end, you know. And the more you read it, the more you understand, you know, and then there's a, Um, I would suggest you go to Apologia Studios. It's on YouTube, but if you go to Apologia.com, you go on there, they have great instructions, and also um, they have a free A. Seminary professor when he died, the family donated to them, the whole volumes of all those recordings and stuff Of all his years of teaching You can get a free seminary education Of true and good biblical facts I'm going to give you some resources In just a minute And all this will help you Now let's go to resources, okay, okay Like I said, Apologia Studios With Pastor Jeff Durham You can find him on YouTube also And ApologiaStudios.com And you spell that a P O L O G I A S T U D I O S dot com. And you can, and they have the audio version on Apple Podcast You can find online. Then this is YouTube and their websites. And this is um, Dr. Vodi Bakum. You can find him on YouTube. And RC Sipro, you can find him on YouTube. And he has a website. Um, his ministry is called Legionnaire Ministries. Very good teaching And Or go to On YouTube Living Waters With Ray Comfort Livingwaters.com Answers in Genesis With Ken Ham And he um, He focuses on Like the Creation and stuff But I mean He does do a Bible too And um, he has a museum That's in Kentucky And it's called The Creation Museum And now he has The full life size Of the Ark And it's called The Ark Encounters Fantastic And that's Uh Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham on YouTube and um, answersgenesis.org, his website. Well builders with David Barton. WellBuilders.com, he talks about mainly the American Christian heritage and some and, and some other history. Dr. Walter Martin, he will give you some great instruction there. You can find him on YouTube and, and WalterMartin.org. Watching YouTube, 23 Minutes in Hell with Bill Wise. Fantastic, open your mind. You can go to my uh, to our to our email if you want to correspond, and that's um, all lowercase Bible Education Institute at gmail.com and our website is all lowercase Bible Education dash Institute dot Webnode w e b n o d e dot com, and you can also find Bible Education Institute. And all the preaching, teaching. Um, you can find it on YouTube and Rumble. And in the near future, we go to, you know, expand on more of the video platforms. But you can find us on uh, most of the audio platforms, which is Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Facebook, Podcast Addict, and others. Now, you can also go on your search engine and go to and put in TCT Network, and there you go to on-demand programs. And the two I recommend is Faith in History with William Federer, and he talks about all Christian history is fantastic, and a lot of American history. And also, if you want to know a lot about the Old Testament, you go to Ancient Jewish Wisdom with the Rabbi Daniel Lappin, and he talks mainly on the Old Testament. Really, you'll learn quite a bit, quite a bit. So, remember, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says. And until next time, God bless.